Happy Monday. My name is Emily, and welcome to Mommy on the Wire. Welcome home, everybody. I guess I should say back, but you guys really, really amped up my confidence with just the messages I've been getting and the reviews on my podcast. I feel like a million bucks. I feel like I'm starting to get the hang of this. And I feel like I can say welcome home because some of you are so loyal to me and this podcast and it really just makes it that much more enjoyable to make. I did mention this week on my Instagram that I, a couple weeks ago, it was probably after my third episode, I think, I qualified for ads. I could start like monetizing these videos and making money. Not a lot, but I could be making money and I don't know why that scares me. I got so much love when I mentioned that on my Instagram and people were like, girl, you monetize that, like get that money, (laughs) which was just so comforting and made me feel good about doing this. And I mean, obviously that's the hope, but you never imagine it actually happening. And I don't know, maybe this episode will have ads. I haven't really decided. Casey told me to hold off for as long as I could. So we'll see. I don't know. But I'm so grateful for your guys' support. Now, a couple things before we start into this episode. First and foremost, pumpkin spice is out. It's back at Starbucks, and this is the official start of the best time of the year. I'm a fall girly. I love it so much. And pumpkin spice, it just adds a whole new dimension to fall that I can't describe. Oh, it's just great. So there's so many different drinks you can get. You can get the pumpkin spice latte, the iced chai with pumpkin cold foam. There's even a hot chocolate that you can get for my girlies who don't drink um, teas or coffees. The hot chocolate is so easy to order. All you ask for is the regular hot chocolate in whatever size. And then, depending on what size the smaller size is, I would say two to three pumps and the bigger size, like four pumps, of their pumpkin spice sauce. So, do that. You guys will not regret it. Maybe you will. I know not everybody likes pumpkin spice. In fact, I don't even think I did at first. But... Again, it's just part of the fall experience, and yeah, I'm here for it. I also love to decorate for fall, and that has been really hard for me just within the last couple months, as fall has been very quickly, in my opinion, approaching, because I don't have a house to decorate. If I decorate my fifth wheel with fall decor, it'll just be obnoxious. Like, it won't be cute, it'll be weird, and honestly in the way because there's just no room but I'm here to tell you that we are under contract on a house now I hesitate to say that because so many things can go wrong when buying a house um 
there's so much that goes into it and the whole process and we're still a month out from when our closing date is supposed to be and so I'm holding my breath I'm not getting my hopes up but we may be buying a house under contract doesn't really mean much to me but we're hopeful um it's the house that I told you guys about last week and I if we get it, I'm so excited. We'd be in right in time for October. So I'd keep my fall decor up all of October and November. And it would just be the cherry on top for me. I feel like the camper life for six months will have been, will have been so worth it if I can decorate for fall. So send your thoughts. Send your prayers. Let's get our little family into a house because we need it. <laughs> Also, speaking of fall decor, I watched a TikTok today of the Target fall decor that is out. And I'm two and a half hours away from my Target, like the nearest Target. And I was feeling some serious FOMO. I wanted to pack my kids up and go to Target, but I wasn't about to drive two hours to go. So all my girls, and I guess boys, if there are boys listening to this, go to Target for me, please, and look at their fall decor and buy it and buy the cute pumpkins and the skeletons and the pillows and the candles. Please, please just do that for me. I would appreciate it. The last little update for this week is that my little boy, Remington, started preschool And leading up to his first day, we have been talking to him probably for about the last month, telling him about school, talking to him, trying to prepare him, and he has not been excited. Every single time he's like, but you're not going to leave me? You're not going to leave me. And I'm like, well, yeah, I actually am. I am going to leave you because mommies can't stay at preschool. And he has been telling me he's not excited. And my... um. My little guy, he is very dramatic, and he likes attention. So I I hoped that that was the case, but it definitely was the case. He was just trying to get the attention. He wanted to be coddled and be told, no, you're going to love it. And boy, did he love it. I dropped him off, and he was asking what everybody's name was. I was like, okay, Remington, I'm going to leave now. And he said, okay, Mom, goodbye. And when I came to get him... He was like, Mom, I'm going to play a little. So I let him play a little bit before we got in the car and left. But he loved school so much. And I was the one (laughs) that was a nervous wreck. And I had a pit in my stomach until the moment I had him back in my car, in my line of sight. I'm just saying, your first-time mom friends who, like, are experiencing the first times for everything, but especially school send them a text, see if they're doing all right, because it is scary, and you know it's important, you know it's needed, but it's scary. Anyway, enough mommy talk. We are going to dive into this podcast. We are talking about the worst dates that you guys have been on, and my jaw dropped so many times while reading these. I tried to just skim over them so that I could give a real raw reaction So we'll get into them, but first I was thinking, hmm, what were my bad dating experiences? And I really didn't have that many 
I had some kind of weird ones, but nothing that really just immediately came to mind. Like I had to truly think about it for a while to remember, but I thought of a couple. One's really weird and one's really cute, but there was a boy and I was 19 at the time, like young 19. This is the boy I dated right before my husband and I dated him for maybe about a month, but I remember it was one of the first times we hung out, like maybe the second or third, and he asked to see my feet. <laughs> now, I'd heard of these um, people who like feet. I'd heard stories of men who liked feet and had a foot fetish, but I was not prepared. And I felt all self-conscious because I was like, what if he doesn't love my feet? And I mean, he did ghost me. Not immediately after he did ghost me. It could have been my feet. I guess we will never, ever know. Truly one Sunday afternoon, he just never responded to my text. And I haven't spoken to him since. So, there's that. And it was weird. That was the worst date I've been on. So I can't really complain. The second one was a mutual date. Now we're going to talk about mutual a lot in this podcast episode. It's basically Tinder for Mormons is what I used to tell people. It's like in the description or your bio or whatever, you can say like what mission you went to. So it's very like Christian church oriented um, so that you find people who essentially have the same beliefs and upbringing and stuff like that. So, I went on this date with this boy, and he was weird. Like, he was he was interesting. He wasn't weird. We just did not vibe. Like, it, I knew it was going to go nowhere. But I was also talking to my husband at the same time. He was not my husband, obviously. I was talking to Casey as friends. Like, we were just friends. We would hang out occasionally and go do stuff together. But it wasn't, like, serious. Obviously, I was interested in him, and he was interested in me, but we were not official there was no label we hadn't even considered our hanging out like dating yet so I was on the on this date with this boy and just was not listening to a single thing he said and I didn't want to be rude and get out my phone but I went to the bathroom every chance I could to text my husband and I mean it's kind of cute it's kind of tacky it is what it is but that was my second worst date so I really can't complain I got pretty lucky, but yeah, there's that. But now let's dive into your guys's because your guys's are truly awful. I don't mean that to be rude, but we're going to get a good laugh out of these. So I'm going to start with like the short little answers, like in the short answer boxes. And then we've got some big stories to get into. So let's get started. The first person says, I waited months to date a guy. We went on a date and only one of his toenails was so long. His big toenail. It looked like it hadn't been cut in over a year. We never talked again. <laughs> I'm just saying if homie pulled out a long big toenail, I would have left on the spot. I wouldn't have even made it to the end of the date. I'm curious what you guys were doing that you didn't have shoes on and like 
gave you the opportunity to see that big toenail. Second, I want to know what he was saving it for. Why didn't he cut that before? If all the rest of his toenails were short, why that one? Why one long toenail? You know how like you're pinky and maybe this is going to make this episode explicit. I learned how to say it, guys. I learned how to say that word. But you know how like people will grow out their pinky fingernail for cocaine? Maybe that we're somewhere we're along somewhere on that line of thing. I don't know. I don't know. I'm very curious though. Next, one day I went on at 18, a guy brought his little sister cuz his mom didn't trust me. Ooh, at 18. I feel like that was key in me not liking his mom. You guys were 18. It doesn't really matter if she trusts you or not. Second, what reason did you give her to not trust you? I know it's probably not your fault because there do be some psycho moms out there, but I'm curious. Also, my husband, he knows I'm out here podcasting because, yes, I am bringing this episode to you from my Volkswagen Tiguan. Um... He's inside with the boys and he's sending me Facebook reels and it's so incredibly distracting. I don't even know what to do. (laughs) Next, we were at Lagoon, a local amusement park, and I kid you not, he threw up all over me. Not my shoes or pants. No, full on all over my chest and face and stomach. My dad came and got me and brought gallons of water to wash puke out of my hair and clothes. He also brought a change of clothes. Daddy's girl for life. Forget any other man ever. Because at that point, the only person that mattered was your dad. That is a true hero. A friend for life. I'm telling you. The fact that he brought gallons of water makes me so sad like that is the cutest most thoughtful thing like I well you couldn't really wash your hair out in the drinking fountain or like sink like oh I don't know oh my goodness I am curious if you guys ever talked again like how did he handle it did he just leave you there that's the thing about these like submission episodes is I want more I want more details and I always have follow-up questions, but I feel really bad for you and I feel really bad for your date. Next, we sat on separate couches and watched The Office. So awkward. That is going to be a no for me. I, first off, please nobody come for me, but I do not like The Office. I've never been able to get on board with it. I never laugh like I just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I have a really short attention span and I have a really weird sense of humor. And so the office just doesn't really do it for me. Next, we went to Wendy's. He made me kneel down and pray over our French fries. I busted up laughing when I read that. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall. I don't know that I ever had a date ask me to pray over a meal, over french fries for that matter, but the fact that you guys knelt down, did you have your eyes open? I would have had that, I would have done that as an act of rebellion, and I would have kept my eyes open. Take that, buddy. 
My french fries are not blessed. Next, I showed up super reluctantly. His parents were our double date. Okay. Okay. This is probably weird if it was like a first date, which it sounds like it was. But I'm just saying, there's some parents out there that I would love to double date with. And I think that would be so fun. If it was weird and you didn't really know the guy and conversation was not flowing with anybody, it would be weird. It would be really weird and hard to uh, sit there with parents. That can be kind of intimidating. So don't blame you for that being your worst day ever. This one is intense. It says, a guy took me horseback riding and the horse fell on me. Now that I did not laugh at at all. It like made my stomach drop. That can be so incredibly dangerous. And one, I probably should have messaged you back and just checked up on you right then and there. So for that, I apologize. But I do hope that you're okay. I hope the horse is okay. I hope just everyone involved is okay because that is to me, can like, is scarier than a car accident. I know that sounds silly, but to me, that is just my worst fear. I love horses, but that is so scary and can be so dangerous, and so I hope everybody's okay. Next, we went to dinner and he forgot his wallet, which was fine if we hadn't been at the melting pot. I paid and he didn't even apologize. The worst part was he was bragging about how much money he made the whole way there. This, it's hard because obviously that's an immediate ick. Like, you don't want to listen to a guy just talking about how much money he makes the whole way there. I'd have been, like, so over the date right then and there. But the fact that you had to pay for it, a date that was not cheap. The melting pot, I've never been there. But if it's the restaurant I'm thinking it is, that's not cheap. I think it's the restaurant, and I could be wrong, Um, where... They have, like, different fondue cheese and stuff like that. And you, I think you can cook your meat in front of you. Maybe. I think that's what it is. I've obviously never been there, but I do know that restaurants like that are not cheap. So, watch this be, like, a restaurant that is, like, Wendy's. And I'm just sitting here making a fool of myself. Probably should have looked into that first. But, on honestly... Maybe this is just the not feminine in me, feminist in me, but I'm like, yes, honey, pay for the date. Like, I'm old school in a lot of ways. Not always, but I'm like, yeah, pay for the date, please, and thank you. (laughs) The next person said, I have a dairy allergy, and he took me to the Cheesecake Factory, then didn't believe that I had an allergy. (laughs) Yeah, let's just joke about that. I don't eat the cheesecake because I have an allergy, but I'm joking next okay we're good we're getting into these long stories so there's going to be a lot to uh to like read and unpack I guess I hate to say that because I feel like I overuse the word unpack but let's do it worst date I went on a date with a guy I basically obsessed over in high school keep in mind this is after he stood me up for the sweetheart stance what can I say I was a little dumb at this point anyway He picked me up to go to Costa Vida. He said he needed to make a stop on the way, and I was like, oh yeah, no problem. He proceeds to pull up to this house, leaves me in the car with the windows down, and grabs something out of the back seat. 
He goes up to the door and a girl, a cute girl, answers. He says, you forgot these in my car the other day. They were shorts. With me, another woman in his car 10 feet away. Then we went to Costa Vida, super fancy, and had the most awkward day ever. I was so pissed, and he was completely oblivious to what he did. What he did wrong. Moral of the story, if they stand up, if they stand you up for the Valentine's dance, they probably are not worth it to try again. After high school, he kept trying to get with me, but has since been in jail, and his only hobby is raving and drugs. Oh, what special hobbies to have. Now, I'm not against raving and drugs. I might be a little against raving and drugs. I try to be non-judgmental, but let's just say you dodged a bullet. Um, I think the key thing though is now as an adult, you say after he stood me up for the sweetheart dance, like you prefaced it with that. So I feel like now, you know, that looking back, you should have never been on this Costa Vida. Let's stop and run my, run my errands date in the first place. So good. At least we can acknowledge that, that it never should have happened past that, but that's okay. Us little teenagers, you know, especially when we're, when we're obsessing over a guy, it's hard. It's hard to remind ourselves <laughs> that we're worth more than that. Also, I just, I was screaming when I read this, like originally, because the fact that he took you, not even on just an errand, but to take shorts, what were her shorts doing in his car? And why did you have to be with him? Come on now. Next, my first date with the man I eventually married, I was over the moon excited that he was interested in me. But when we got there, he told me that he'd actually asked another girl from our school to go and she was busy. So he just thought I might have fun instead. <laughs> The fact that you married this man, he's one lucky man because I would have literally thrown up all over the floor and walked away. I would have felt so shot down. I'm not even sure how I would handle it. I'm thinking because I do know this person and I, I know a little bit of backstory on her and her husband. They were in high school and high school boys, like 16, 17 year old boys, make absolutely no sense. They're a little dumb, and he is making up for it by becoming a doctor and giving this girl really cute babies. So we're going to give him a pass. We'll let it slide, but I think that that is so funny. Worst date. Didn't even know it was a date. Ooh, that's a great way to start. This was my first semester at college. This one guy, let's call him Mike, asked me and my roommate to a party at his apartment. And I said, sorry, I can't go. I have other plans. A couple weeks later, Mike invites us again to a party. My roommate got sick, but I said I could go. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm scared. I don't like that. When it came time for the party, I told Mike I was going to head over in about 10 minutes. He said, oh, that's okay. I'll come get you. He lives across the street. It's weird. I was weirded out and said, okay, anyway. He came and got me. Then we drove back to his place and his roommate came out. We then proceeded to go across town and Mike's roommate gets out to pick up a girl. Then the four of us went out to dinner and Mike paid for my dinner. I was so uncomfortable the whole time and very weirded out. One On the way back, Mike dropped off his roommate and his date off at their apartment, then drove me back to mine. Before I got out, he said, so I have the feeling we should kiss. And I said, sorry, I don't kiss on the first date. Hmm, with a pickup line like that, I don't kiss ever. We do not talk ever again. 
This is so awkward. I've got to know what college you went to. Although I think I can guess. <laughs> I do, I do. I think I can guess. Um, Mike, I hope he's gotten a little bit better with the ladies. I hope he was successful and found someone who also thought that they should kiss. Had that had that same feeling right on back. The pros from this situation is that you did get a free dinner. I'm sorry you were uncomfortable. There is nothing worse than being uncomfortable on, an, on a date. And so for that... I'm sorry. I'm also sorry, guys, that I am so jumbled up with my words. I am talking really fast, and for that, I apologize. I promised my three-year-old that I would take him for a walk today, and I'm fighting the sun, and I'm fighting a dying laptop. And so if I need to, I will pull my mic out again, and I will talk a little bit slower, and I'll record the second half later if I have to. But if you're wondering why I'm stumbling over my words so much, that is why. Next, worst date ever. <laughs> we met up to get pizza at a place she, he swore was the best. He showed up late, but he was so nice and sweet when I met him. I didn't think it was intentional. He definitely could have texted me he was running late, though. I agree, queen. He hugs me when he sees me and is dripping with sweat. He walked there. He came to get you? Walking? Was he going to give you a piggyback ride? Still in his work clothes. I put on a nice outfit. He didn't let me talk the entire time. Told me nonsense stories. Okay. And repeatedly introduced himself to me, as if I hadn't met him a few days before. He spoke to me in Russian. Told me about all of the shady things he does. Was clearly on drugs. I was terrified. To be polite, I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he was just nervous? Nope, just high. After an hour, I was finally able to get a word in, and I told him I had to go. He tried to get me to drive him home, but I said no. As I'm walking to my car, he yells at me. I turn around, and he's finally asking personal questions to me as I'm literally leaving. So I get into my car and leave. I never got pizza. I texted him the next day to say thanks, again to just be polite. Three days later, he responds to tell me how beautiful I am and how much he loved getting to know me and how I deserve a proper respectful date from him. I thanked him and literally never heard from him again. His social medias are terrifying. He literally wants America to be like Russia and I low-key think he'll end up committing treason. Like if we went to war, he'd help Russia. I'm scared of him. Ooh, this is intense. I could make a whole episode just talking about this date. I'm first off sorry that you didn't get your pizza. That really stuck out to me because pizza is, pizza will make any worse date better. So I'm sorry. Second, what's so weird is like the character shift. You said that he was nice. You said that he was polite and sweet and then like methed out. What was up with that? Also, the walking thing. I don't get, I don't get where we were gonna go if we were walking but okay and you were brave you were brave to text him back and to tell him thank you you absolutely did not have to do that and I'm sure you know that um back when I was younger before I was married before I had kids I was very like timid and did not want to hurt people's feelings I'd be black I'd, I'd be blasting everybody now I'd be so mean why am I talking like that 
I can be so mean though. Like, I don't know if it was the mama bear in me that just pulled out this fire, but I would not put up with any of that kind of anything. I really truly wouldn't. Why am I so sassy today? I don't know. I really don't know, but we don't thank boys for dates that were horrendous. Not in 2022, we don't. But I'm still I'm still proud of you for handling the situation the best you could and not giving him a ride. Next, I asked this guy on a date from work and he seemed pretty nice. So I invited a few friends to ask dates as well. But one of the guys I invited, his dad was one of my teachers at school. When I told my date that my friend's dad is so cool, all of a sudden he said, oh yeah, she thinks your dad is hot. Like this was literally out of nowhere. I never told him to say that, and nor did I think that. So I was very embarrassed and never went out with the guy ever again. That is really embarrassing. And when I first read this, I was like, oh, that's so funny, but it's not. It's not. We've got to not. Yeah. You're in high school, first off. Again, this is a situation where teenage boys are so stupid. Like, don't get me wrong. Now, as a 24-year-old, a grown man is so delicious. At 17, a grown man is off limits. It's illegal. It's wrong. And so your friend was not thinking. I would be mortified at 17. Like, it, yeah, it's just not the move. It's weird and it's uncomfortable and I'm sorry. I'm really sorry because that would be uncomfortable. So I'm sorry on behalf of that really dumb boy. Next. Also... Not sure if this counts because I never made it to the actual date, but in high school for girls choice dance for sweethearts, my date literally canceled the morning of because his mommy wanted to spend Valentine's with him instead. He was my boyfriend at the time. We broke up that week, but he literally ditched me on actual Valentine's day to spend the day with his mom. Like what? I had to bail on my day date and didn't get to go to the dance anymore either. That sucked at the time. Now I laugh at that, but that was the worst thing that could have happened to my teenage self at the time. I would never do that to my boys on Valentine's Day as their mom, but his mom was also crazy, so it wasn't surprising. Hmm. <laughs> First off, I'm glad that now you can laugh at it because you're right. Truly, as a teenager, that would be the most devastating thing to happen in probably all of high school. So first off, I'm glad you can laugh about it now. Second, moms of boys need help. <laughs> and I say this as a mom of boys. I will always only be a mom of boys. And like you said, we would never do that to our boys, ever. Like, I can't even imagine, you know? And it'd be one thing if it was like, a really big family holiday like Christmas and he wanted to go spend it all day with his girlfriend and not see his family. It's like, yeah, I, I would like to see you for a minute, but on Valentine's Day for like a high school dance, taking away those memories from your son is a little excessive. We need to, we need to like stop giving boy moms a bad rap. So hopefully we can fix that with our children and not be the crazy psycho moms. Next, I was talking to my now husband and one of my family friend's sons asked me out. 
My mom insisted that I go, and I thought it was so weird, because we literally call his parents uncle and aunt. So I felt like I was going on a date with a cousin, but I thought, whatever, it can't be that bad. We went to dinner, and I literally started choking on my water. He asked me if I needed the Heimlich, and I was signaling no, but I also was just trying to trying so hard to catch my breath. I finally came to and was like, I'm good. Sometimes I just choke on my water slash spit. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> just as I thought, by the way, I didn't say that it was embarrassing. The person who wrote in said it was embarrassing. Just as I thought our date couldn't get any worse, he goes on to tell me that for the next part of our date, we are going to go to a vintage arcade. I hate video games. And that's all this arcade had was a bunch of old arcade games. No skee-ball, no spin the wheel, nothing fun. I wanted to cry. We were there for two hours, and the whole time he was trying to be smooth with me. Like, as I was attempting a game, he came up and put his head on my shoulder and then his hands on the machine. So I was trapped to the game. So awkward. And he would whisper, flirt, and be like, oh, don't hit that car. And proceed to tickle my side. We finally left. I had the biggest headache of my life. I literally wanted to cry. He started to take me home, and on the way, he was talking about all these Lego creations he's built. You guys, he's 25. I was 18. Oh. I was like, ooh, cool, and telling me about how much he loved his cat. And then he said, now I want to show you something, but you have to promise me you'll go on another date with me first. I was like, uh, okay. We got to my house and opened his trunk, and there was the Lego creation in the back of his car. He was like, I built this Batman ship all by myself with no instructions. And he was so proud of himself, he proceeded to show me... <laughs> he proceeded to show me all the secret compartments that he had put into this ship. He walked me to the door, and I was so nervous he was going to try and kiss me. I walked him inside and introduced him to my brother-in-law, and gave my brother-in-law a look of horror. So he walked me and my date out and said, bye and he went on his way <laughs> first off thank you brother-in-law for reading the room he took your cues he knew something was off that you were not enjoying yourself and he saved the day and so for that we're very grateful but this I think you might take the cake this date is insane from start to finish first off the fact that it was a family friend that ca like that can never end well unless it's a book a fictional story book. That's the only time a family friend turns lover is in pretend. I just, that was bad, first off. It's not embarrassing that you choked on your water. Like, it's really not. It's, it's you just did not want him to give you the Heimlich. It probably wasn't the best way to start a date that you didn't want to go on. So for that, I get it. Sorry that you had to go do something you didn't want to do. I screamed internally at the fact that he was like, don't hit the car and like trying to flirt with you and all that. Like I can picture this date and I'm so sorry you had to go on it. It just kept going downhill the more I read. Next, easily a guy from Mutual who I didn't really even want to go on a date with. My coworkers took my phone and started swiping for me. When he messaged me, they replied and set a date for that same night. Luckily, my sister saved me and made it a double date at her place for 8 p.m. We planned on playing Smash Bros and getting something to eat. He got there an hour late. Oh, 
and didn't apologize, made weird comments throughout playing the game. He would be the first to lose in the round at times and would get genuinely butthurt and made all of us uncomfortable. The final straw was when he lost, threw the controller on the ground really hard and tried to play it off and awkwardly laugh as though he were joking. We all knew he wasn't. He said, okay, what's for food? And I got up and said, actually, I'm tired. Thanks for coming and escorted him to the door. I felt bad and have never done anything like that, but just knew I wasn't looking for someone who gets heated over something like a video game. I can't remember if I deleted my mutual due to losing all hope or if I unmatched with him, but he found my Instagram and sent me a message saying he had fun and wanted to go on another date. I did not reply. I wish I remembered the tiny details on the comments he made, but it was enough to make multiple people feel uncomfortable and for me to kindly escort him out. I think this is the classiest worst date story because you set the boundaries in the sense that you're like, I knew that that's not what I was looking for and you were nice about it though. And I think that that's something that all women need to learn is just having those boundaries, not being afraid to stick to them and the follow through. I think so often we worry about being nice and being kind and not hurting a man's feelings and that can be the downfall, you know? And so ladies, if you're listening and you're in a stage of your life where you are dating and you're going out with people you know really well or don't know really well, don't be afraid to stick up for yourself and set those boundaries because they are so important. Next, my first date with my husband was a double date. He brought his roommate. I brought my sister. We met on mutual, LOL. Lots of mutual, lots of that dating app here. <laughs> Near the end of the date, my sister's date, the roommate pulled up my mutual profile and called me out for matching with him and then leaving him on red. Here's the thing, buddy, guy who will not listen to this, but who called you out. Why the end of the date? Like, he obviously still wanted to sit around and have a good time, but wanted to get his word in. And to me, it seems like it's a good thing it didn't work out with him. Now, I did message this person back, and I told her, if anything, because this was the first date with your husband, it probably boosted his ego because to him, he's like, well, she responded to me, and she's here with me. And left that guy in red. And who knows if that was the golden ticket, part of the golden ticket, to being together now. Who knows? <laughs> Next. It was a group blind date, and I had heard that etiquette was to try to match the amount of money your date was spending on themselves for a meal. So that kind of confused me the first time I read it, but essentially, if they're only getting a drink don't get food. Or if they're getting like a really, really big meal, then it's okay to spend a little bit more on a meal. Okay. We went bowling and then to a burger place and homeboy ordered a water and I was starving. So I ordered a kid's size burger to be polite, just a tiny slider. I finished my slider and he was like, do you want anything else? And I said, no, that I was good and figured I'd just eat more as soon as I got home. After everyone else was done eating, he was like, actually, I think I'm hungry. 
and ordered the biggest burger on the menu. It was legit a man versus food sized burger. One of the ones that if you eat all of it, you get your picture on the wall. So then we all had to watch him eat the stupid massive burger after we were all done eating and he took so long. So dumb. Again, there is nothing worse than being on a date that you don't want to be on and having to sit there and just think about your bed at home or the show you could be watching or literally any anything else besides the date. But to add the hunger aspect, out of spite, I'd have been like, can I get an Oreo shake, please? And thank you. Also, I think the burger at the end was his tactic. I think he wanted everyone to watch him and I think he wanted to win. I think he wanted his picture on the wall. Next, I was 13. Now this one, okay, I am going to say trigger warning on this one. It's, I don't know how to do a trigger warning to be honest. Um, It's inappropriate for children. This is PG-13. So, and it's I don't know. I don't even know. It's underage bad things. I'll work on triggers. I promise, guys. I'll work on them. So, I was 13, got asked out by a 16-year-old guy at my school who was pretty cute, athletic, and popular. He paid for my date. We went to see a movie, and he asked me to do blank on him. He asked me to do very inappropriate things to him in public our first date, and I was 13. I was confused, then disgusted, and told him no. Then he threw in my face that he paid for my ticket, so I owed him. I threw a $10 bill in his face and walked out and cried outside until my mom picked me up. It was one of my first date experiences. So, first off, it's a major red flag that a 16-year-old is asking out a 13-year-old. And not that you weren't beautiful or that he didn't want to date you. But that to me is just too much of an age gap. And I don't know. I don't know enough to say. I think it's illegal. But it should be illegal in my opinion. I think that is so wrong. And he probably thought, well, this girl's young and I can get her to do whatever I want. And good for you for sticking your ground throwing that $10 bill in his face and calling your mom. I know that it was probably devastating. Like even now to me, I'm like, it was probably devastating at the time. No, it's devastating even to just hear that, that there are teenage boys out there like that. I promise to raise my boys to not treat girls like that. It blows my mind. It makes me sick. I truly just do not have all the words that I wish I could say, but I'm so sorry that it was one of your first dating experiences, and I truly hope it got better from there. Next, and I think, I think this is our last one. I have two dates I went on that were so uncomfortable. One of them, the guy kept asking, texting me. One of them, the guy kept texting me and asking if he could hold my hand, kiss me, cuddle me, etc., I can see maybe he was being respectful, but why text me and ask me? And like, could he not read the room or body language or I don't know. Maybe I'm being rude, but I was so uncomfortable. The second one, the guy was flaunting all his family's dirty laundry about his parents currently getting divorced because of A, B, and C and was literally giving me every dirty secret about his family on our first date. 
like, no thanks. So first, the fact that you guys were on a date together, do I say the fact that too much? Maybe I'll work on that. I don't know. It's who I am. Anyway, you guys were on a date and he was texting you asking if he could hold your hand or kiss you or cuddle you. (sighs) I can understand like at the end of the date or even say you were into it and he wanted to hold your hand and him being like, hey, can I hold your hand to be respectful? Okay. At the end of the date, hey, can I kiss you? I get that. I can respect it. I like it. However, the fact that he was texting you right there in the room, homie doesn't know how to communicate. And that's weird. Like a lot of people don't know how to communicate. No, it's weird that he's texting you, asking you these things. Second of all, the guy airing his family's dirty laundry was guaranteeing himself that he wasn't going to get a second date. Or maybe that was his superpower. Maybe he thought, if I can get a girl who can support me through this absolute psychotic episode that my family's going through, I'll ask her out again. (laughs) Who knows? I think it's perspective here. But a difficult family is hard. So I think you won. You came out on top, honey. As we were reading these, a worse date came to mind. It definitely did. So, it was the multiple sweethearts dances. It reminded me of my senior year sweethearts dance. (laughs) It was not good. It wasn't terrible, but it was not good. It was probably my worst. It was worse than someone asking to see my feet on a date. So, there was a guy that I liked my senior year, and I, I mentioned, I think it was my last episode, that I moved to Utah my senior year, and it was, it was hard, and I have always been outgoing, but it still took a lot from me to, like, put myself out there. So there was a boy that I liked, and it's pretty obvious that I liked him. And I asked him to the sweetheart stance, and I was so excited. I can't remember what we did, like, as far as day date. I think it went really well, because I remember coming home and being really excited to get ready. And he was fairly well-known. Like, I would say he was pretty popular. He was a D-building kid, which, in case you don't know, There was A, B, C, D building in high school. This is trauma coming back. And essentially, all the cool kids, like, gathered in D building at the end of the day. And I had to walk out of D building. (laughs) I'm sorry that I'm, like, sharing my trauma with you. This is so off topic. But I would have to walk through all that group of kids. And it was the worst experience in my life I would rather lick a toilet seat than do that again anyway he was a d-building kid to paint a picture for you so at the actual dance I did not see him like he went off was jumping up and down in big crowds and stuff and when there was a slow dance he was really silly and hyper and you could tell I could tell he didn't want to be there with me he wanted to be off with his friends, he did not want to be dancing with me, and it felt like crap. But then, <laughs> we went to a friend's house after 
the dance. And he was acting so interested in me. I, I'm like, I couldn't think of any worse dates. And now it's all flooding back and I feel like crap. <laughs> anyway, he was acting very interested in me. And we were watching a movie and he was like cuddling me. And I remember my friend texted me and she was like, oh yeah, he's going to kiss you at the end of this date. He didn't. And it gets worse. <laughs> I took him home. He got out. He was like, thanks. That was so fun. He texted me. It was great. Whatever. And the next time we talked, he told me, yeah, I'm sorry. I just really don't like you. I like so-and-so. And she didn't ask me. And so I went with you. Something along those lines. And like flat out told me, like, I really like this other person. And in my opinion... He could have left her name out of it. Obviously, I'm not saying he had to like me. Would it have been nice? Yes, it would have been nice, and it really would have helped my ego. However, I just look back, and I wish that 17-year-old Emily could have gone to the sweetheart stance with someone who wanted to be there with her. <laughs> and I know that it, like is important I think I think it's important to experience like rejection <laughs> and the feeling that not everyone wants you I think it's important but man I don't wish it on anyone like the thought of my kids going through that I'm like no you will like Remington you will like Gibson <laughs> they will never break you will ne nobody will break my boys little hearts ever but I guess it's important I guess that it's part of learning. It's part of growing up. Anyways, if you guys didn't know, I do have ADHD and I have not been medicated for it in over six months. So I think it adds a little spice to the podcasts, but thank you for submitting your worst date stories. They truly make the podcast. I could not record these. I could not make these without you guys. And so I really appreciate it. We have some intense stuff coming up in September and October. So make sure that you're following along. And I've never asked this, but share my podcast on your stories. Share it with your friends if you can. There's an episode you love. Screenshot that baby and share it with your friends. It would help so much. Rate and review the podcast. Subscribe to it. It helps so much. But I hope you guys have a great week. Be safe, be kind, do something to treat yourself, and we'll talk next week. Bye.